0: You're listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or at midkansasonline.com. This is your chance to hear from the McPherson College Coaches and student-athletes each week during the sports year. The McPherson College Coaches Show is brought to you by Jar Performance Automotive, Alliance Agency, Next Tech Wireless, and Cheatham Construction. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
1: Welcome into our McPherson College Coaches Show, our first one of the new year as we get ready for the Bulldogs here in twenty twenty. The new decade gets underway today as well. I'm Jim Joyner and hey, Steve Sell back in another decade of covering Bulldog Athletics. Yeah,
2: it's it's been almost a month since we've been here the of course, the kids were out of school for uh, first semester ended. Now the uh, interterm has started and second semester, and uh, we're glad to be back.
1: Well, fortunately, not a lot of things have happened. We don't have a lot to update you on. That's the great thing about college athletics, is. When everybody goes home, it's hard to have a lot of games. That's right. So the Bulldog basketball teams, I think, since we've been gone, they went down to Arizona, the men did, and they won a couple of games there. But since that, they've come back. They've split a couple of KCAC double headers. The indoor track and field season is just about to really get rolling here in the month of January, and we'll hear from Coach Alexander. But a lot going on for Bulldog athletics, kind of starting this week and into the next week.
2: Yeah, uh, especially on the basketball side, huge game for the Mac men riding a four-game winning streak. They go to Ottawa, which is number 10 in the country. They're like 16-1 overall. They've only lost one game in the conference. They're leading the conference. This is a chance for the Bulldogs. If they could somehow win this one, this would be a statement game for them because they've already picked up some nice road wins. Uh, I thought the York and St. Mary wins were terrific. And then, of course, uh, last night, big, big win at Avila, a tough place to play.
1: Well, let's start off our McPherson College Coaches Show with women's basketball coach Josh Nichols. Joining us now to start our McPherson College coaches show is Josh Nichols, women's basketball coach for the Bulldogs, and they have started off the new year going 0 and 2 in the KCAC. Now five and six on the year in the conference. They lost to Kansas Wesley in 75 58 on Saturday. Lose 69 to 57 at Avila last night, and you ended the cement, the first semester on a high note with a win down at Bethel. And then I know you wanted to get a little more positive momentum going to start this semester, but unfortunately a couple of losses. What's been the biggest? Key in those losses for you guys so far to start. Uh,
0: the biggest law uh, the biggest key is this lack of rhythm. Um, you know, we had three weeks between games, um, two weeks between practice. Uh, we, when we come back, then we're, we're injured and we're sick, and we've only practiced full strength twice uh, since we've been back. So just getting that rhythm back has been—it's um, going to be key for us. We're, we're just not where we need to be. Um, you know, with that rotation, things like that. You know, Brittany Jarvis missed the kansas Wesleyan game for an injury. Um, so it just, it just throws a couple things off a little bit, and we just haven't found that rhythm back yet.
2: And another thing is you've played two of the very best teams in the conference coming back, kansas Wesleyan, right now looking like the top challenger uh, to Sterling, Avila, has been a real surprise. Uh, I think there's something like seven and three or eight and three in the conference. And they've got a lot of experience. One thing they've got three players who have been around a long time. So um, the competition also has something to do with it. And now you finish the first half of the conference uh, on Saturday, the 12th game uh, against Ottawa team below you in the standings, obviously getting back to 500 in conference play for the first round is very
0: important. Yeah, it definitely is uh, get where we want to be. I mean, um, you know, First half of the conference, we feel like we let a couple slide by, and we shouldn't be in the position we're in. But we're in it anyway, so uh, you know we want to get that back to 500 in the conference, and and make sure that we don't we don't be 500 in our overall record. So there's still a lot of goals left for us to achieve as well.
2: Obviously, making the playoffs too. I mean, yeah. I think is it still the top eight, or yeah, have they've changed the top it? Eight. Top eight. So there's 13 teams in the conference. Uh, you're right there on the uh, cut line right now. Um, I think, you know, 500 would probably get you in, you know. Uh, but uh, right now you look at the conference, Sterling uh, in the lead, then KW. And then you got some, you know, Bethany's kind of in there and, and teams like that. But right now it kind of looks like it's Sterling's and KW, the two top teams.
0: Yeah, um, both of those, um, you know, uh, KW handles us pretty well uh, for whatever reason. Showman's got my number. So we'll have to figure out a way to defend them a little bit better, um, you know. Probably a disadvantage for us is we, we go on the road to those places a second, second go around. So, uh, you know, we rarely get Sterling at home, and then, uh, you know, K-Dub got us, and, you know, we do get Bethany come into our place, so we feel good about that. Um, but at the same time, you know, we, we've got to get back to playing the way we we're capable of.
1: Well, you mentioned the word rhythm there at the start, and I think one of the biggest aspects of basketball is with rhythm is your shooting and trying to stay into a rhythm and there were times in that first semester when you would get into a role and have a couple of big spurts in a quarter or a half where you're shooting especially from three would really help you win these games the last couple nights, the three-point shooting has not been there for you. So, what are some of the things that your team has to do when the three-point shooting is not there that maybe you didn't do these last couple games? Well, I'd say i the biggest thing is, is we got to defend better. Uh, well, we're not we're not
0: shooting the ball well. We've got to, just got to defend better. Uh, we've got to lock down, and you know, we hit a big three uh, last night to cut it to a seven, and then they come down and hit back-to-back threes to go back to thirteen, and you know, uh, I think it was just simple defensive mistakes that we made. We've got to do a better job. You know, if, we, if you're not scoring, you got to you got to stop them from scoring.
2: And a key during your surge uh, back in December was your your offense came off your defense. And I don't, you know, I look at the points off turnovers. I'm sure that's a stat you look yeah. at every game. And it doesn't seem like you've gotten quite as many points off turnovers the last couple games.
0: Yeah, I felt like we haven't been as aggressive um, in some of our traps and some of our rotations that we we should be. And uh, you know, trying to figure out why we're not as aggressive as we need to be is just was something we got to get figured out too.
1: One player whose production seems to have gone up offensively in the last couple of games is Danny Holt, where for a couple of times at the beginning of the season and in that first semester, she would sacrifice a little offensively to give you more defensively. But she's had a couple of 10 plus games to start the year. And I think when you get Danny Holt scoring 10, 12, 14 points, it's a really big advantage for your team.
0: Yeah, she had, a...
1: I can't remember the game—the exact games, but she had back
0: to back 0 for 0, 0 for 0. And, you know, we need her to be able to. Score for us, and, and you know I appreciate all the defense she does and all the rebounding. But you know having that extra offensive threat is, is big for us.
2: And it's she's true. athletic enough yeah. to get to the basket. Yeah. I mean that's the other thing. She's athletic enough that uh, uh, she can take the ball off the bounce and uh, get to the hole. Yeah,
0: it's hard to score when you don't shoot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, as you look ahead, you mentioned Ottawa coming up. That will be the. Twelfth game of your KCAC, and then you get and going back into the second sling of things, and you start to go back through the conference again. What do you see as the biggest key for this team going into this full second semester and trying to again come out five hundred or above and be able to find a way to sneak into that top eight?
0: Well, the first key is for us to shoot the ball better. You know, we got to have a better overall field goal percentage. We got to shoot the three better. I've been really kind of disappointed in our three point shooting so far this year. We, we've got to get that back to where we're, we're capable of. And then, you know, we got to defend a little bit better, um, you know, get back to where we we're, were doing early on in the season. We just haven't done that so far in the first two games
1: of, uh, of, the, new, of the new year. Well, you get a fun trip back to Ottawa. You go back to the east side of the state yeah. on That's, Saturday. That seems
2: like a strange schedule. They'd have you go to Avila well, and, then and then turn around and go to Ottawa. That just seems very odd. Yeah, me? there's
0: a lot of strange things about our schedule.
1: <laughs> well, we saw that Bob Huggins got fined like $10,000 for speaking out about the refs. So we're going to make sure we don't you, you don't speak out against the KCAC commissioner. We'll make sure that we save all that money for you. Because <laughs> yeah, you need it. it. We don't want to burn a hole in your pocketbook. No,
3: no, 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 no.
1: But a fun trip coming up Saturday. Hopefully, a chance to get back to 6 and 6, and then you start the whole dang thing over yeah, again next yeah. week. Continuing on our McPherson College Coaches Show, now joined by Bulldog men's basketball coach TJ Eskelton. It's been a great start to the new year for the Bulldogs. They ended the first semester on a high, going down to Arizona, winning a couple of games. They come back, they beat Kansas Wesleyan here at home, and make it rain from three. They then go on the road last night to Avalon, pick up a four point win, 88 84. And I don't know what you wish for for Christmas or or if the big man in the red suit came down the chimney for you. But I think if you were wishing for something, it would have been this start to the 2020 part of the season.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Our guys guys have really been focused since they've come back from break. Uh, I think a big part of that, too, is we had a really good trip down to Arizona uh, right before Christmas, Um, got two good wins down there. And I I always think those trips – um, when you're together for – we were together for five days down there. I think it's always good to kind um, of for, – for team building and, and just you're just around each other all day, every day and at night. and um, I, I think that our guys are really, really bought in on, on what we're trying to do and bought in on each other um, and are playing for each other. And I, I think that's what, that's what you need if you want to be successful.
2: And then you come back after your uh, trip to Arizona, your first game of 2020, a very good Kansas Wesleyan team comes to town jim and i were in kansas city doing high school so we didn't get to see it but we were following it yeah. and god you were up like four you're up 17 at half on kw yeah. and you never you know you'd never uh, let them you know get back where it was you know a competitive game but uh what a way to start the uh second uh second semester 13 to 30 from three you were really good i think you only missed one free throw the whole game yeah. and that was a kw team that had really been playing well lately
3: yeah um we we did a great job on the defensive end against them too. Um, we, we we took James Brooks as a really good player for them, and we, we I thought we did a good job, uh, forced him to take contested shots. Uh, had Trevon Shelvin on the offensive end. Um, I kind of going into the year, I kind of felt like our point guard position was kind of where we were really really good, um, and obviously Trevon's kind of been our third string point guard. He comes in, and I, I think he had 27 points at seven threes. Um, uh, I think that just shows the depth that we have at that position, and he kind of gives us a different look there. And you um, gave
2: him a start, which was, you know, you, did, you, yeah. you were really rolling, yep. and and to take it, you know, to to, yep. to put him in as a starter, and what a way to respond seven eleven from three twenty seven no points, yep. uh, just lit it up.
3: Yep, he he had a really he had a really good game. Um, made made a couple big shots late when K Dub started to started to make a little push and. Um, that's exciting when you just got different guys stepping up every night. Um, that's, a, that's an exciting thing to have. Um, and I feel like we have, we have guys who can step up and we've got good depth and we've got guys that can do that.
2: And another big thing since we've talked to you, uh, Kimron Jenkins, we've been saying all year, the guy can flat out shoot. Yep. He kind of struggled through uh, much of November. You go to Arizona, maybe it was the Arizona Air or something. Yeah. Uh, he scores uh, like 45 points in two games out in Arizona. Yeah. Last night off the bench, played 19 minutes, 23 points. Yep. What a luxury to have a guy like Cameron Jenkins that can just provide instant offense.
3: Yeah, he uh, down in Arizona, he got going. He had in the Benedictine game, the first game we played. I think he, he, hit, he hit six threes in about a four-minute span down there. Um, last night he, he got to the rim really well early in the game, then he hit a couple threes late. But Cameron can really score the ball, and it's exciting to see him finally. I know he had been kind of frustrated just with with the ball just not going through the net for him, and now I think he's starting to build that confidence. And um, if he can continue to do that the rest of the, the way, that's definitely going to be a, a huge plus for us.
1: The other thing that I thought was really nice with the Avila game last night for your team is that it was another game, you're on the road, You let this Avila team hang around for a little bit, but you were able to finish strong last night. And I saw 26 out of 30 at the free throw line, and I was following along. You were able to really get a couple of big stops defensively down the stretch when you needed them, seal the game at the free throw line. And I think going back to last year and and the couple years before, there were some times where a game like that when you're on the road against a team that can score – you never know that the game is officially over yet, no. but I thought your team did a really good job of putting that game away last night.
3: Yeah, I agree. I, I was so proud of our guys last night. It was Avila, That's a tough place to play, and and last night, last night there really weren't many people at the. They're not back in class yet, so there wasn't a whole lot of an environment in there. Um, they made a, a nice push early in the second half, and I thought we got up that we ten. Got, yeah. They got up ten. Um, I, I think they we were up ten with about fourteen minutes to go. Uh, and and I called a timeout, and I really just kind of challenged our guys to do, how, how good do you guys want to be, how competitive. If, if you want to be competing towards the top of the league, the, the, you need to you need to battle through this. This is the type of game you need to win. Um, and, and they really responded. I and mean, we had guys, Grant Munson came off the bench, and he didn't score, but he made some huge hustle plays that kind of ignited our our energy level um, a little bit. And, and and then, obviously, Dorian Page uh, made some huge plays for us. Offensively, and then he did a great job on Shandon Boone there in the second half. Uh, Shandon Boone only got he only attempted seven shots last night, and I thought that was that was huge. I mean, he, he he's he's as talented as anybody. In he's our averaging twenty two points he's a game coming in. Game. Yeah, I mean they they had come off of they beat Rockhurst right before right before Christmas, and Rockhurst is like seven and four in the, the division two. I mean they they Avila's got some guys, and Shandon Boone's really talented and. Um I, I I was just I was I was really pleased with our guys. Just just their toughness and we talk about toughness a lot and they showed that they really showed that. And the nice tonight.
2: thing about these two wins, the KW win, they were ahead of you in the standings. Yep. You caught them. Avila was right behind you, so you've put some distance. Yep. They're two games behind you now because you're kind of, you know, you're, now you're starting to jockey. You're getting yep. that. I mean, yep. I know there's a long way to go, but you're jockeying that position. I think you've moved up to like fourth place or fifth place. I yep. uh, remember the top eight make it, but uh, with the KCAC teams, can you know? It's such a long season. There's peaks and valleys. Right now, uh, you're on a peak, yep. and hopefully, can keep it going. Saturday, uh, the ultimate challenge. You're going to find out how really you go to the concrete jungle up at Ottawa, an incredibly tough place to play. Wilson Fieldhouse, Ottawa, I believe, is 16 and one overall. They're they're uh, leading the conference. uh, Got a big win last night. Uh, What's made
3: Ottawa so good this year? Yeah, they're number 10 in the country right now. Only lost one game. they, they're just playing really well together. I mean, if you look at them statistically, they're all shooting between forty-five and fifty-five percent. Uh, they shoot the three really well. They've got over a hundred more assists than they do turnovers. Um, they just—they—they just, they, they, they are a very, very good team. Um, and they and lost they, a lot from last year did too. They, did. they I, lost I don't I honestly don't even know if they're as talented as they yeah, were they, last they year. Yeah, they lost
2: Isaiah Palmer, one of the best players. They lost yeah. Indi- uh, Tasmania, Indiana Jones. Yeah, uh, you know, he was always an interesting uh, player for him, yeah. a very high energy guy, but they lost some very talented players.
3: Yeah, no no doubt. I mean they 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 had they had a ton of talent last year and they were good last year, but um, they just, as a team, I think as a team, they, they just they, they know what their roles are. They they don't turn the ball over. They shoot the ball really well. Um, they, they're just they're 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 very good. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a huge challenge for us. Try um, to
2: keep the crowd out of
3: the game early. Exactly, that's, and that's a tough. It's that's that's when they get going in there. The crowd gets into it. You can't hear anything in that right. Gym, oh, so. I've,
2: I've covered some games up there, and I, I left that that gym with
3: my ears just ringing. Yeah, it was just so loud in there. Yep, but I I think our guys are excited for the opportunity, and and we'll see we'll see how we how we perform, and um, um, it's 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 a big it's a big opportunity for our guys, and I think they'll I think they'll be ready for it. And
1: remember last year, the game at Ottawa, you guys were up twenty five points in the second half and couldn't win, and then you came here, and if did it go to overtime?
3: We were up twenty in the second half of that game, so went to overtime. Two games where
1: you. Should have beat this same, this maybe yeah, not as good as they were last year. Ottawa team, so yeah. I think you guys have to have a lot of confidence going into this weekend too.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, I think that our guys are, are playing with confidence. So we'll we'll see what we can do, and and uh, it would be it's it's a great opportunity for our guys. And, and if we can compete at a high level, I think we we can play with them.
1: We're now joined on our McPherson College Coaches Show by J.T. Alexander, the McPherson College track and field coach, as we are into the indoor track and field season. And Coach Alexander, I wanted to get a little update. I know that you guys have competed once. You were at Northwest Missouri State in December and then getting ready for a really busy start to January and February. But what all has been going on with the indoor track team? I know it's kind of been an outdoor track team the last few days because the weather's been good. But I wanted to get a little update on what you guys have been up to.
4: So, yeah, we started at, at, uh, at Northwest um, beginning of December, um, and that was kind of just to, a, a, you know, see where we are, kind of meet, and, and figure out exactly what we need to be working on for over the next couple weeks. We actually had about a six-week gap between that meet and our next next meet, um, which gave us a really good opportunity to kind of figure out exactly what we need to be working on and, and kind of where we are and um, what our strengths and weaknesses, but uh, that actually, that first meet went really well, um, you know, I think we're in a really good place, and i um, excited to, to get started here, um, not this weekend, but next weekend as is our, is our first meet of, of the 2020 um, season, and, and basically it goes every weekend from, from here on out. So,
2: What attracted you to McPherson College? Uh, the program has really been uh, outstanding in recent years. Is that what kind of uh, uh, attracted you, or had you known about McPherson College's uh, track and field program? Because, you know, they've sent a lot of uh, kids to nationals. even had a national champion when Art Hop in the uh, pole vault but it's been a program that's been very high profile in recent years.
4: Yeah, um, you know, and I, I spent the last, you know, three, th- three years in the KCAC, and so, I, you know, I was very aware of what McPherson had been doing and um, the success that they've had. And, and, yeah, that definitely was a big part of, um, you know, wanting to be a part of this and, and knowing the tradition and the success that, that has been here. And, um, you know, it's a great group, and, you know, I, I was excited to be a part of it, and, and you know, it's, it's great being able to go out there every day with these guys. What are the numbers looking like for your team so far here in the winter season?
1: I know it's very similar to what it will be outdoor season as well, but what are the numbers looking like
4: and what are the numbers that you would like the rosters to be at? Um, we're probably a little thin um, in the jumps area. I would say that's probably our biggest area that we just don't have um, quite the depth that we do in some of the other areas. Um, so that's, that's going to be a big thing as we move forward to, uh, um, you know, in the recruiting process is trying to, you know, fill those, fill those holes. But um you know, we we probably are around you know fifty or so, and I think that um, you know we'd like to push that between that sixty and seventy um, by next year, and uh, we're going to be losing um, some pretty good seniors, so making sure that we you know fill those gaps as well.
2: One area that's been strong for the Bulldogs uh, for the past several years is the sprints. You've really been strong in the sprints and relays. Is that a yeah. strength again this year?
4: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think that's uh, again we have a lot of a lot of the upperclassmen in those areas. Uh, same with the throws, and I and I think that's going to be um, kind of what carries us going forward again this year, and and you know I, I think we're going to try and continue to build off that as, as we as we go forward. So,
1: What are some of the main differences between the indoor and outdoor seasons? I mean, obviously, one of them is indoor and one of them is outdoor, but what are some of the differences in terms of mentality or the amount of, of competitions that you have? What, what are some of the differences?
4: Um, we actually are, are kind of lucky in this area to have pretty good competition and access um, to some of the indoor facilities that we do in, uh, in the state or, or nearby, but um, I would say there's, uh, you know, the travel probably is going to change quite a bit. We stay pretty regional um, indoors, um, but we're going to have some opportunities to go down to Texas, and, and we're going to go to, you know, the Drake Relays in Iowa um, in April and do some do some different things and, and kind of give, you know, the kids uh, really kind of cool experiences um, this year and, and be able to compete at um, some meets that kind of meet their, their competition level.
2: Who are a couple of kids who... Are really going to be standouts and possibly could qualify for the indoor nationals.
4: Um, well, we've had a couple so far. Um, yeah, Amy Brainbridge she qualified on that first meet. Um, Travion Collins, he's a freshman. He qualified in the first meet. Um, you know, I think we're going to have some um, uh, relays this year, both on the men's and women's side. I think we're you know we've we got a shot with a, you know both four by fours, four by eight on the men's side. Um, you know, I think we'll have some probably individuals in the throws as well. Um, you know, with Dylan Templeman, I mean, he was an All-American last year in the disc. Um, you know, those are some big ones that I think we can kind of expect going forward. And um, I think we have some uh, a young group that is going to push for that. Some some young people that haven't, um, I mean, they've only had one meet, you know, in their college career. So, um, but I think I think there's going to be some some bright sh- you know bright stars in there as well.
2: You mentioned Amy Brainridge and uh, she is a talent that you just. Don't see very often at this level. You got to feel very fortunate to have a have a, a performer like her on your team.
4: Yeah, she's great, and she's you know she's a great leader. She's a super super hard worker. Um, she always goes out there and, and does everything you ask. Um, really sets a good example for the rest. Um, kind of you know this is what it looks like to to get to this level. This is what it takes to you know to be this good. Um, and she goes out there and does it every yeah, day. Yeah, because
2: she could be Division One. She's a Division One NCAA yep. talent. She runs just incredible times in the 400 and. And I think she's been on some relays too, so yep. uh, she's big time performer.
4: Yep, yep, she's excellent. And um, like I said, she's she does you know she does everything she's supposed to be doing um, both on and off the track. And you know you couldn't ask for you know somebody better to to kind of be a role model for your team.
1: I think maybe the average person that would be listening would think, okay, well, the outdoor season's the real big season. Is there a difference in terms of mentality and how you prepare from for championships in an indoor season or an outdoor season? Is it something that you guys talk about, or or, or is that emphasis still there to win an indoor KCAC championship, qualifying for indoor nationals? Is it still the same amount of emphasis? Uh,
4: y- yes and no. Um, you know, it's it's an opportunity. Um, you know, for, for where you are and and where you are in the training process um, to go out there and compete and do your best. Um, you don't have to deal with some of the other variables like weather and things like that, which is kind of nice. Um, I wouldn't say that, you know, the ultimate goal is going to be your outdoor nationals. I mean, I think that's how most are going to set that up. Um, this, you know, you, you still have your peaks and things like that. So you're going to try and do your best. And obviously you're going to go out there and try and, you know, win so win You're going to go out there and try and you know, get your All-Americans and do that kind of stuff. But um, I would say that, yeah, your, your Outdoor Nationals is going to be the ultimate of goals um, for your season.
1: Well, it's a really busy schedule coming up. You'll be down at Pitt State, another great indoor track and field facility on the 18th. Back to Northwest Missouri State on the 25th. You'll be at Concordia, which I know is a great indoor track facility on the 30th. So really big month coming up and then indoor Nationals and then indoor KCAC coming up at the end of February, beginning of March. Coach Alexander, best of luck and stay warm. Yes, thank you, thank you, appreciate, appreciate it. it. We wrap up our McPherson College coaches show, Steve Sal. It's kind of good to get back into the swing sure of is. things. Sure
2: it, is. Good to see the coach. We haven't seen the coaches in in a month either. So that's
1: right. I think they really missed you.
2: Well, Coach Nichols didn't call me old man winner today.
1: Well, that's a good start because it's a little warmer outside. Yeah. So the Bulldog basketball teams will be on the road at Ottawa this weekend, and then we finally get to come back with a couple of home games against the Bethany College Swedes coming up next Wednesday, and I know that everybody's excited for that intercounty matchup. Yeah, and
2: the Swedes, both Swede teams are, you know, the the men were 1-8 and eight in the KCAC at one point, and now they're starting to get it together. And then the Bethany women have really been on a
1: streak. They won at Tabor last night. Old Man winter. No, <laughs> <laughs> Coach Nichols asked if we need to make an edit because no. he didn't call Steve Old Man well, Winter I appre- or any I other appre- names. I appreciated that. So. He could come up with something. He'll, he will, trust me. Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're beyond the, the Christmas season, so yeah. I guess we won't say that anymore. Yeah. But, Steve, good to be back. Good to be back. Wrapping up our McPherson College Coaches Show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening here on 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: The McPherson College Coaches Show is brought to you by Jar Performance Automotive, Alliance Agency, Nextech Wireless, and Cheatham Construction. Thanks for listening to the McPherson College Coaches Show. You can listen to the show at our podcast page at soundcloud.com slash kbbesports or watch the video of all the interviews at macbulldogs.com.